You're listening to the Coached by Dan podcast. Dan is an online coach and personal trainer with the goal of helping you become the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of yourself you can be. Here, we talk about all things health, fitness, and mindset related to help you achieve anything you set your mind to. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's podcast. Bonjour and welcome back to the Coached by Dan podcast. We're up to episode 16 right now, so what's that, around four months of podcasts, which is kind of cool. I'm kind of liking these podcasts, in particular these solo ones. Like, of course, I love having guests on and, you know, chatting with them and seeing their perspective and knowledge on certain topics is absolutely incredible. And it's such a great, uh, what's the word, such a great platform a podcast is to connect with people and kind of pick their brains and see how they work and I'm very grateful for that reason mainly to have started the podcast but there's something about just chilling out and just chatting to a microphone as sad as that sounds um it's very calming it's very peaceful and it's kind of like a 45 minute hour gap in my day where I can just speak my mind it's like a it's like a little journal like a diary entry and it's just very therapeutic I think so yeah there's my little weird ramble for today um coming at you from a very cloudy cold um setting today um i'm in a very baggy hoodie zipped up to the to the neck hood up um just getting as cozy and as warm as i can because i don't know what's happened but in ireland especially where i am in dublin um the weather's just pulled up full 180 do you know um i'm recording this on the 11th of june at exactly 1 48 p.m and like you can't see any sky it's just one massive massive cloud um whereas literally nine days ago tuesday what the second i want to say it was um quick maths let's go um it was blue skies loads of sun i was getting burnt which is a sign of somewhat moderately decent weather going for a swim and it was mad because it was a high tide but i could still see the bottom of the water which just shows how like peaceful it was to go from that to this now it's no fun but it was pointed out to me that the weather started getting really, really poor in Ireland right around now when the Leaving Cert exams were meant to take place. But obviously, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Leaving Cert was cancelled. Um, so I think what happened was the Leaving Cert gods realised the Cert wasn't on. So they were like, you know what? Instead of giving you guys the normal Leaving Cert weather we always give you of just pure sunshine. So when people are doing the exams, not only are they upset because they can look outside and see this pure sunshine but they're also doing exams and the fact that exams aren't on now i think i mean it's only logical reason really as to why it's been raining non-stop it's been cloudy and uh yeah i feel like pff, if you're gonna take anything home from this podcast it's that dan is a very smart individual that chats an obscene amount of shite <laughs> Anyway, getting back to the topic of the podcast. So, um, a few days ago, Monday this week, so what was that, the 8th, I believe, of June? Getting very into these dates, when in reality, I don't know what I'm talking about. It could be right, could be bang off, but sure, look, we'll get on with it. Um, it was announced that we were moving into phase two of easing the restrictions from lockdown, um, which involved things like we can move fully within our county, so we can go outside of our five kilometer radius. Um, 
if we are to leave the county we can have that we have that 20 kilometer radius so we've got a lot of room to play around with which is quite cool um some businesses can go back to normal um as normal as they can be uh, but we come very very close to gyms reopening we originally had a five stage process um which has been brought down to four just because the numbers have reduced significantly um oh phone is going off there gonna put you onto silent now um but with that being said it just means that the gyms were originally meant to reopen august 10th um but because obviously things have been going quite well it's been brought back so phase four and five and three or four or whatever they've been combined so gyms are now actually opening july 20th which means i can go back to the gym work my clients one-to-one -one and training myself not in my shed um july 10th which is fantastic news and i think what we can kind of pretty confidently say is that we're we're finding some means normality now we're not going to go back to complete pure normality anytime soon but we are starting to see things go back to where we can see our friends at a distance we can you know we can go into their house we can go to their houses with like groups of six with social distancing um you know there's a lot of stuff we can do and it's not it's really from a mental point of view and just from a general kind of going back to normality point of view it's so nice to have and I think it's 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 not it's good we embrace it you know of course stick to the guidelines but don't be afraid of being your of seeing your friends you know the numbers have gone down massively and i'm not gonna like at all come down here and kind of chat negatively or chat positively even about the pandemic of course if you do contract covid19 it's obviously not ideal um but you know given the fact the numbers are so low i think from a mental point of view again this is my opinion um that we're better off embracing these changes and going back to normal because the, the longer we spend in the mindset of being afraid of this pandemic, um, the harder it is to find normality. And depending on the person, it just could affect them big time. So I'm embracing the stages. Um, I will see friends, of course, maintaining a distance, of course, um, as per the guidelines. But, you know, I will be going back to the gym 20th of July, or 10th, sorry, 20th of July, I'll be going back to work with clients, um, I cannot wait to get them back in, um, and getting back into that side of things, should be great fun, but with that being said, um, the topic of this podcast, as you can see in the title, is how to, is, not how to, but my, my opinion, how I feel would be best to move back into some means of normality post-pandemic. Because for the longest time, for the last three and a half months or so, we've been training at home for the fair few who actually own gyms. Um, they've been training in those gyms. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to do them dirty. Um, but people who own gyms may have been training in their gyms. But um, I know myself, I've been training at home. I was fortunate to have a gym um, lend me equipment. So Elite FPA, Impact Strength and Performance, and then BlackRock. Thank you very much for helping me out with equipment. Um, of course... It was my, it was Elliot who actually got them off you, but sure, look, thank you very much for that. I really, really appreciate it. And you've helped me maintain what gains I have along or amongst this pandemic. Um, for most of us anyway, it's been home workouts. It's been minimum equipment. It's been lots of tempo. It's been slowing things down. It's been lots of wall sits and, you know, finding finally a, a useful use for foam rollers that actually isn't foam rolling itself, but for hack squats. Um, and I suppose with this kind of change coming up now, you know, I thought it'd be a good place, a good platform, this podcast for me to kind of explain how I feel, how I'll be going back into normality and how I feel it'll be helpful for you guys because again, everyone's situation is different. Some people, again, a lot of people lost their jobs with this pandemic. They couldn't keep open. Um, 
So people have been normally working as normal, maybe from home or on the laptop, that kind of way, like I've been doing. Um, you know, everyone's situation is different, but with these restrictions being lifted, there is going to be changes to a lot of people. So I suppose this is my kind of inside scoop as to how I feel like I can help you structure yourself a little better to kind of ease that stress that can come with shifting back to, I don't like saying normality, because reality, what is normal? Do you know? Right now, this is the normal. You know, three and a half months ago, this wasn't normal, but now it's normal. And going back to normality isn't normal. <sighs> Brain fuck. Um, so yeah, basically, I want to break down kind of gyms reopening, time management, nutrition, with sleep, with you know dealing with that anxiety from where I can actually help. I'm not going to go outside my scope of practice and pretend like I'm a wizard with anxiety and stress, but, you know, how we perceive it, that I can give my two cents on. Again, this isn't me telling you to do anything. This is purely me vocalizing my opinion and what I'm going to do. And if you decide to take what I do and apply it to yourself, that's cool. You're allowed to do that. But this is not me telling you to do anything. This is a podcast. This is me chilling in my room on a very comfy chair in a very baggy hoodie with my hood up with the radiator on. It's actually off. I should turn that on. That's why I'm so cold. Um, amongst the terrible weather, share my two cents. So I suppose we're... 8 minutes and 47 seconds in, or as far as the recording is, I know I'm going to have an intro and the music, so we're about 10 minutes in, I'd say, by now, but let's crack in to the podcast. Let's do it. So, I have my notes beside me, so let's read off that. First things first, gyms are reopening, as mentioned, on the 20th of July, which is pretty damn cool. However, what we need to realise is that it's not going to be normal. You know, some gyms are different. Some gyms have... 10,000 members, some have 5,000 members, some have a couple hundred members, you know, some are private facilities that only bring people in if they're being coached. Gyms are all different, and I, as far as I'm aware, there's no like direct guidelines for all gyms to follow, I'm assuming for the reason that not every gym in the world, or in Ireland, can follow the same restrictions, or the same guidelines, because gyms vary, from commercial gyms to kind of kind of warehousey, powerlifty kind of gyms, to, you know, private facilities and semi-private facilities, it's all going to be different. Um, so I say from my point of view, so I work in a gym, Westwood Leopardstown, and I train in Raw in Sandyford. Two different gyms. Um, how they're set up, all that kind of stuff, two completely different gyms. How they reopen are going to be completely different. Again, how they do that, I'm not aware of, because I'm not kind of in the position to be making that kind of decision for the gyms. I'm just a mere PT. But, you know, I suppose we got to look at things that we can kind of know are going to be universal. So number one, there's going to be distancing. Of course, we have to take that into account. You know, working into sets, like going to someone you don't know and be like, hey, do you have any sets left? Oh, I have like two left. Oh, cool. Do you mind if I work in? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Like that's, working in is going to be a bit of an issue. Do you know? Obviously, we're going to have to be cleaning equipment, which we should be doing anyway. Um, if you're not, you're the worst human being in the world or a part of them. <laughs> that along with people who don't wave at you in the car. Um, and people who cycle really kind of like side by side on a very busy road, you also suck. Um, but that's for another podcast. I should make a podcast me ranting about everything I don't like because I rant a lot and I feel like that'd be a very funny and long podcast. But again, I, dig- I, digre- I digress. With gyms opening, there's a lot of stuff we got to understand that we're not going to go back to normal with. Like working, like something as simple as working in with someone, it's going to be completely different. We can't work in with someone we don't know because, again, just from a distancing point of view, Again, you have people who are going to disregard that altogether. Um, but of course, I know myself, we're going, in, we're going into the gym early to kind of have an induction day and how to actually follow the new guidelines, which I'm very much looking forward to doing. Um, 
and we have to infor- have to obviously enforce and respect you know that we're still in the come down come down shall i use that terminology of this pandemic and we still have to kind of do a few bits to ensure that it doesn't kind of creep back up or do what we can in our power to ensure it doesn't so that's one thing equipment's going to be another thing like you're probably going to go back to your gym 20th of july and notice that the layout of your gym is going to be completely different think of how much equipment is so close together like treadmills and cardio equipment for are the, the two main ones do you know think about how close together they're kind of situated and with regards to kind of distancing like again like the the the, the virus isn't passed by air it passed by little droplets if you sneeze or cough on someone and they touch where you coughed or you cough in their mouth for example or spit in their mouth disgusting but bear with me if you do those things you know that's how you can contract the virus what do you do in a gym well you sweat so like that's something you ought to take into account when you start sweating should you have this virus you've now just put the droplets containing the virus on a piece of equipment on the floor you know you're gonna have to watch out for that and that's why i think kind of equipment wise your gym's gonna be completely different looking i'm sure i'm sure now that people working in gym are now working to rearrange equipment to make it as safe as possible so from a programming point of view you may be used to working machines and supersets or trisets that are close together or you know in that kind of way and it kind of works but that may have to change now because that piece of equipment may be on the other side of the gym you know things are going to change and i think that's one thing we kind of have to look at it's kind of you're structuring every programming you know potential changing things around um and then another thing is also going to be members allowed in the gym again some gyms have crazy numbers i think my gym and anyone listening to this from westwood leverson correct me if i'm wrong believes between nine thousand members prior to the pandemic um and at peak hours like in the morning the afternoon uh, or in the morning even and after 4 30 to like nine the gym is packed or well, was anyway um Obviously, with the pandemic and gyms being closed, I wouldn't expect it to be packed. <laughs> but that's something you got to look out for too. And again, I'm not just talking about my gym. Any gym at peak hours is, again, peak hours in the name. It's going to be quite busy. So restrictions are going to be put in place from this gym's management to ensure that, you know, there is a set amount of members in at a time. Because you can't just open as normal. You know, if you have a crazy amount of people and the gym is packed and you're literally squeezing past people to get through and waiting on machines, you know, that's that kind that's not okay. Like, the thing is, that's not okay anymore. At least for the time being. Again, we're coming back to some means normality, but what is normal? Think about that. Also, I don't know why for some things I say I come real close into the microphone and I talk in a very smooth voice. So, I don't know why I do that, but sure, look. Anyway, um, yeah, members being allowed in gyms is another thing. Like, Peak hours are going to be relatively quiet now because you're not going to have everyone in the gym at once. And that's that's something I think is going to be funky to see. And then from my point of view as a personal trainer, you know, do will gyms be letting clients with personal trainers have priority over everyone else? Because at the end of the day, they're paying for the service. Um, they come in at their own kind of whatever time suits them at the PT. Um, are they not going to have priority because, you know, like every other member, you gotta, you gotta just use the gym when you can. It's it's gonna be a weird one, so, you know, and of course with PT, like for myself, I'm a very hands-on personal trainer. Like, for example, if somebody's doing a lap pull-down and they're not pulling their shoulders back, I will hold their shoulders and kind of, kind of, like, kind of, kind of pull them back myself. Not like forcing them back, but kind of a way of kind of like, okay, cueing them, like, try this. Put my finger on the shoulder blades, squeeze my finger together with shoulder blades, you know? I'll poke their lats, flex here, I'll say, flex this part of your muscle. If someone's doing a bicep curl 
and their shoulders are going all, all, all sorts. I'll kind of pin their shoulders back. I'll touch their triceps. Like, right, put your hands, put your triceps against my hands and push back as you curl up so your elbows stay in the same position so more load stays in your bicep. You know, if we're doing a chest fly, you know, I might tell someone, right, I might just, like, go behind them, touch some pivers in their chest. I'm like, right, see where I'm pushing here? I want you to contract this to pull the weights in. Let's go. And that's what they'll do. So my coaching, my literal coaching style will have to vary because I can't, <laughs> I can't poke people. Again, obviously, I do this with their consent. I don't just poke people for the fun of it. If they're not comfortable with it, I won't do it. But obviously now I'm going to have to change that because, again, you can't just go around fucking poking people in the middle of a, at the end of a pandemic, for fuck's sake. Um, as much as they'll say, oh, I'm okay with this, I'm not going to do it just because, again, i got to follow the gym guidelines. So that's something I'm taking into account as well. And then classes. Like, again, I did a podcast here a few episodes ago with Ricky Long talking about classes. And that's another thing. Like, the gym I'm in, we're big on classes, do you know? We've had class with, like, 50 people. I've taught a class with two other girls in my gym with to, like, 40 people. It's some buzz and it's some crack. And, like, I'm not one to talk all about classes, but teaching classes is so much fun. Um... But that's going to have to change. Because again, distance and equipment and the cleaning. Like if someone, if you're doing a class with spin bikes, like fuck me, we got to be very on the ball with cleaning, with hygiene, with, okay, nobody fucking leave this room before your bike is spotless. Until the sweat around your bike is non-existent. Okay? And when you're leaving, don't touch each other because you're sweating and, you know, that kind of things. Again, don't be cautious in a sense of like, don't be scared of the pandemic. But... The guidelines that are set, follow them. Fair enough. Let's move on. So I suppose with gyms reopening, from your point of view, what can you do to make it a little easier on yourself? Again, you're if you're watching this, I'm assuming you follow me on Instagram. You're kind of somewhat on the same page as me with terms of training. You go in, you do your thing, you get out, job done. I say the first day your gym's open, go and do your shit. Don't have a mad session, but kind of have a look at how the gym's laid out. Look at what equipment's close together. See what's busy, see what's not. Because again, you're not going to be able to work in people. And if machines are kind of spaced further apart than usual, you're going to have to take that into account when supersetting and trisetting and drop setting and whatever you're doing. So scope the gym out. See how it looks. And then with your programming, be it working with a coach. If you need a coach, www.coachbydan.com and make an inquiry for online coaching. But um, plugged on. Um, talk to your coach, talk to your PT and ask them how they feel be the best way to approach you know training again set your program in a way that you're not going to be stuck there for hours on end but maybe 45 minutes to an hour maybe an hour and a bit um just ensure that you know you're getting your workout done optimally um that is of course if you're going back to a gym i have some clients who aren't going back to the gym and we're still obviously i've seen progress online without the gym so they're going to stay off the gym for a while that's totally cool for them you know they don't want to do it they don't have to do it but for those going back to the gym those are my two cents on what i feel will happen and what it's going to be like and what to take into account and what to look out for when you're going into your own programming now, number two, time management. So again, with restrictions easing, people are going back to work. Obviously, turn to school, that kind of, I'm not entirely sure what the crack is with school right now. Obviously, we're on summer anyway, so we're on summer, we're in summer, so everyone in college and school and primary school and kindergarten and junior, senior infants, they're all on summer holidays as normal. Apart from those who should be doing their leaving cert, actually, no, they still are, what are we talking about? They're all good to go. Imagine that. Imagine finessing your leave insert. Imagine that. You just don't do your leave insert. Of course, I get like people will be quite upset, you know, if they're, you know, it can work for and against students who 
know, with their teachers grading them, of course, the bad relationship with that teacher, don't care what you say, that could affect it. You know, if you didn't do quite, if you were someone who was, you know, studying for, maybe you want to do medicine, you know, mocks, you're doing your, what's the, HPAT is it called, I think that's what it's called, um, in Ireland anyway, when you want to become a doctor, and that's around when your mocks are, so I know a lot of people who are doing medicine don't do incredible in their mocks because they're more focused on the HPAT, um, and that could worsen their grades, so teachers will have to base off their previous grades, and that could affect them, but again, that'll affect everyone, so the mean will come down. Anyway, I, I'm talking about fucking leaving, sir. Get on with it, Dan. Your fucking podcast. Jesus. I'm very much kind of... I'm, I easy to go off on sidetracks, don't I? Um, that's the joy of podcast, though. This is my podcast. And if you want to click out and leave, well, then by all means, go ahead. But if you're still listening to my smooth, soothing voice with this tone or microphone into my little laptop, then by all means, stick around. Um, but yeah, I suppose time management is a big thing. And that's going to affect a lot of stuff. Like going back to work. If you work in an establishment that isn't home, you know, your time's going to be different. You know, at the end of the day, if you aren't working or working reduced hours right now, you have a lot more time in the day. You can go to bed a little later. You can wake up a little later. There's no... You give yourself the structure throughout your day. Um, and without that structure, we kind of we kind of let discipline ease off a little bit, you know? And I suppose that's something to kind of take into account as well. So what does that mean for us? Well, first things first, if you're going back to work, you know, making meals at set points that they're making them fresh may not be totally doable um you may have to go back to prepping meals for work and that's something we're gonna have to get used to do you know or you may not you may have to get used to if you work from home make your food yourself it's what i do right now when i'm doing work just purely online and i'm loving it but i suppose that's something you got to take into account too so from a nutrition point of view that's one thing i feel like people if you did take advantage of it is something you've probably improved massively as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. Because, like, you've time to spare. Like, without being in the gym, you know, you, you take the eggs out of that basket and put, put more into kind of the nutrition, digestion, sleep, stress management point of view. And you can improve those health markers, which I think is kind of cool. Of course, if you weren't, then never mind. But if, like, my clients were, you've, your nutrition has seen a big improvement over the last three months. Because we've had more time to it. And I suppose there's anxiety driving from that in the sense of, shit, I'm going back to work now. Um, what do I do? Because food-wise, I've been doing X, Y, and Z. I'm coming out of routine. Again, I'll get to kind of dealing with anxiety now in a second, but with regards to nutrition, like, again, think back to how, like, again, like, when we go back to work, people are probably going to be on reduced hours. That's something to take into account, first of all. And with that being said, like, you're still going to be working. So if you have to get up a little earlier, again, Steve will get onto it in a second, but nutrition-wise, you may not be able to prepare, make food as normal. So, here are some tips I have when it comes to nutrition. Number one, nutrition is more than just calories, protein, and having abs. Digestion is very important. And if you prep a really big meal for work, that you have half an hour to eat and you don't eat in half an hour, or maybe you have a big meal and you, don't have, you have to scoff it down, your digestion could take a bit of a toll. And that's not fun. So what you could look to do is create more filling meals that are kind of quick to digest, aka like a smoothie or a shake. Like a protein shake, down it, happy days, down the hatch, job done, easy to digest. Um, a smoothie, like if you want to mix in a few greens, some oats, some veg, whatever to make a shake, cool, you're getting your micronutrients, probably a lot of fiber in from fruit and veg as well, but you know, from a digestion point of view, as well as the fiber, it's already pre-broken down, so you don't have to do any mechanical chewing digestion, it's all just enzymes and acids in your stomach digesting that meal. So from a digestion point of view, that could be quite helpful work. 
you, you pre-make it in the morning, you put it in a kind of container, or not container, like a like a shake, like a like a shaker or something like that. Put it in the fridge at work. I suppose most offices and workplaces will have a fridge. Job done. Have it at lunch, it'll be filling, it'll be tasty, and from a digestion point of view, it'll be very handy. Second thing I touched on there was meal prepping. So, um, with obviously working now, you don't have the option to get up from your desk and whip up a fucking five-star Michelin meal or whatever you'd call it um, f- for work. It's going to be a case of kind of batch prepping. So, a few foods I find quite handy to meal prep are the following. Potatoes. Potatoes are great because you can do literally anything, and I mean anything, with a potato. If you Sunday no, Sunday so, like sun, Sunday Sunday morning afternoon evening, if you get like three pots and just boil a ton of potatoes, you've effectively got your carb sources sussed for the week. Rice takes about ten minutes to cook. You can cook a ton of rice in that time. Rice reheated. Just go soft as normal as rice is. Potatoes, when they're boiled, you just put them in a container in the fridge. All of a sudden, you can just chop them up, fry them up. You can put them in the oven to, to, to roast. You can just have them boiled, as plain as that is, but you could just do that. You know, there's very quick things you can do in the morning or the day before and to prep them for. And if you st- stick them in a the microwave or have them cold, they can be very, very tasty given that they've been cooked well enough and they've been given spices to make them enhanced in the flavor department. You know, mayor of taste town over here. So... From a car point of view, like pastas and rice and potatoes and sweet potatoes, that matter, same idea. Very easy to prep and taste really good. Veg as well, frozen veg. You fucking you, if you just kind of pre-make that, fry it up, oven it, whatever, oven it. That's a word now. Um, and then you know, stick it in a container, slap that in the microwave, have it cold. It tastes great. Given, of course, you mix the veg up, a lot of flavors, a lot of textures, and a bit of seasoning. Bob's your uncle, Fanny is your aunt. Um, and from a protein point of view, I found that beef is the least tasty thing to meal prep. I don't know about you, but I fucking hate steak and bin, be, ugh, not beans, beef mince when it's microwaved. It's not nice. And if you're telling yourself it is, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> um, again, this is my damn opinion. Don't attack me. Don't be like, oh, Dan, I love steak in the microwave. If you do, cool, but you're probably lying to yourself. But again, opinion. Um, so from that point of view, like me personally, I'd stay clear kind of beef-related products when I'm trying to meal prep. If you're at home cooking it fresh, go for it and be quite tasty. But chicken thighs, I find to be very nice, pre-cooked and had cold. Don't know why, but they are. A whey protein powder, water or milk. Shake it down, knock it back, you're back, happy days. Um, chicken breast can be, um, if, you know, again, cooked properly, microwaved with certain seasoning, it may be a little chewy, but again, better than nothing. we got to make the best of a bad situation here. And there you go. Fats, like fats come from cooking oils, come from beef, come from beef, come from like meat fats. If you have a chicken thigh, quite a fatty coat of meat. Um, you go from nuts, beans, which can be reheated in the microwave. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can get fat-wise that you don't have to cook. So fats is kind of the ones you don't have to worry about. Carbs giving you ideas there, as have I given you ideas for protein as well. Again, really quick and simple prep meal. Slap a few oats in a shaker, protein powder and some milk. Leave it for a while, let the oats soak up. Drink that. You'll be full for a long time. 
Um, so I think that kind of covers nutrition side of things. Again, if there's any more like detailed questions from this I didn't quite cover, apologies, but shoot me a DM on Instagram at coachbydan. Email me, danreespersonaltraining at gmail.com or shoot me a text. I have my phone number. No, I'm not giving my phone number out on a um, podcast. <laughs> Sleep. So this one should be short and sweet. Sleep is... Oh, anything we can do from a health point of view, sleep is going to be the most tremendous thing we can actually have in our tool belt. Um, there's so much evidence out there now. I'm actually reading a book or listening to a book right now, an audiobook. Barry Maguire, if you're listening to this right now, I have a bigger brain than yourself because I listen to more books. Barry, if you're not listening to it right now and people who don't know who Barry is are listening to this right now, apologies, that's an inside joke. I should probably keep off the podcast because why would I put an inside joke on a podcast? Because it's my podcast, that's why. Boom. Drops the mic. Um, so it's sleep. Um, you've got to look, yeah, so again, we've got no routine with sleep. Most of us anyway. I would usually fall asleep about, a, about 10 o'clock um, on a school night. A school night? school night i've been in school in like six years um six years four years five years how old am i i mean who am i jesus right i digress yet again um drinking game every time i say i digress or i go off topic take a shot um where was i sleep so again with no work and no structure from the pandemic you know our sleep time has changed again i top of this before i again went off topic once again um i'd be asleep about 10 o'clock Wake up at 5, Monday to Friday, Saturday and Sunday, but maybe sleeping a little bit longer. But it would all be relatively similar. I got about 7 hours sleep a night. I was content with that. I got through with that. But now, I'll be in bed about 12. I'll be sleeping about 12. I'll wake up about 8, half 8, and I'll go about my day. So if I try to do that going forward now, I'll be in bed at 12, asleep at 12, up at 5. 5 hours a night, heavily sleep deprived, and I'm reading a book right now, again, like I talked about beforehand. Um, why we sleep by Matthew Walker and it just highlights the importance of sleep and the serious risks and health factors that health risks even that could come up as a result of poor sleep like the the research that links sleep with a ton of bad things like your risk to develop Alzheimer's and cancers and type 2 diabetes are shockingly strong do you know and if I say something like like literally if the World Health Organization recognizes shift work in the in at nighttime as a like a passable risk um, for cancer, purely because the it, it quite be quite that may seem like Daniel being a bit over the top now, but the reality is, poor sleep and again things like cancers and type two diabetes and Alzheimer's have such a strong link, and you can do any research you want to do on evidence and science that's kind of confirms that, but it's so strong to the point where that's not even like alarmist. That's just you know that's just how it is, and the reality is if you make continue to be sleep deprived when you potentially develop these kind of issues it's like adding you know gasoline to the fire it's risky business as well as when we're sleep deprived we have an increase in a hormone called ghrelin ghrelin increases your appetite we also get a decrease in a hormone called leptin which decreases our appetite so ghrelin increases appetite leptin decreases when we have more of a hormone that makes you hungrier and less of a hormone that makes you feel full that is a recipe, a combination for someone overeating. And if we find that we're sleep deprived with poor sleep, we're just putting ourselves in a very unhealthy position. You know, poor sleep, you know, increasing blood pressure, heart deprived, heart deprived of sleep will increase blood pressure. It'll also increase your you know production of cortisol, which will restrict your blood vessels, which will again increase blood pressure. So hypertension just goes through the roof. Um, combine that with increasing ghrelin and decreasing leptin, all of a sudden you're becoming very hungry. So you're, you know, 
your risk of cardiovascular disease and you know chance of obesity has just gone way higher so sleep is something we really should be focusing on managing do you know what the scary part is when you're sleep deprived you don't even know you're sleep deprived you just get used to functioning at such a low level like sleep is terrifying we don't get enough of it and i've gone through phases of being very sleep deprived um stressed out sleep deprived and comparing that to how i am now is just a complete ball game so if you are getting less than seven hours sleep a night this is something you should be prioritizing ahead of anything else to have functioning at a very very high level from a purely health point of view because the, the data is so strong to link poor sleep with really risky health situations that you really should get on top of it asap again any help on sleep you can get in touch with me at www.coachedbydan.com or email me at danreesepersonaltraining at gmail.com or shoot me dm on instagram at coachedbydan and we can look to improve it for you um that's a big thing to look at sleep so what can you do if you're someone sleeping quite late what you're going to look to do is sleep earlier wake earlier easier said than done try this so we've had a month before phase three comes into play 20th of august but i mean this would be the 12th happy 12th of june boys and girls we have a month and eight days to get ready sleep wise try this every four days wind down to go to sleep 15 minutes earlier so not every day try to go about half an hour earlier because that won't work you'll be tossing and turning very counterproductive nice little voice crack there 22 and still haven't come through puberty go on damn so what can we do we can again circadian rhythm and adenosine they're things that will help with our sleep um we kind of the longer we're awake the higher the more amount of adenosine we you know create and that's something that will you know promote sleep um the darker gets we secrete more melatonin which is like the kickstart to get us drowsy to help us sleep um so if we have those things kind of slowly tapering back to earlier times you know in really small amounts we can definitely achieve that so here's what you're gonna do you're going to get a lot of daylight exposure daylight exposure is linked heavily with better sleep quality um you know get out in the morning the earlier you can get your light exposure the better you can kind of set that circadian rhythm in place and have that consistent too don't just wake up early one day and then later the next day wake up at a consistent time sleep and wake time consistent has to be if you go to bed 50 minutes earlier you wake up 50 minutes earlier don't add that time in because that defeats the purpose say you go to bed 11 o'clock or 12 let's say me for example you go to bed i go to bed 12 o'clock and we go to bed eight i want to be about 10 to 10 to 5 let's say 10 p.m sleep time 5 a.m wake time so that's two hours i need to get back so if i start kind of winding down 15 minutes earlier so maybe eight maybe 9 15 or yeah 9 45 i start to wind down i want to be asleep at 11 45 and four days i'll be doing that nail that happy days day five i'll start winding down half past nine to try to be asleep at half past eleven four days after that i'll wind down at quarter past nine to be asleep at quarter past eleven repeat this every four or five days Come the 20th of July, I should be pretty much banging out on my sleep. Now, like I said, it's not so much as falling asleep 15 minutes earlier, but you should be waking up 15 minutes earlier as well. So if, if I'm trying to get 8 hours sleep at night, if I'm going from 10 to 6, and I'm going to be 9.15 to 5, 9.45 to 5.45, I need to be going to sleep a little earlier, but waking up a little earlier as well to kind of, again, have that same sleep cycle amount, but not have it very too much where you're going to defeat the purpose. Because if you can fall asleep earlier and wake up earlier, later even sorry at the same time trying to wake up earlier is gonna be way harder so sleep and wake time consistent 
every four or five days, work back 15 minutes, and that should be doable. Now, when you're winding down, essentially what you're looking at doing is doing things that are going to relax you. Stay off your phone, screen time, get rid of altogether, just because screen time is something that, like, basically, when we're given a very light, again, when it's light, we are awake, when we're dark, we get drowsy. We get drowsy because we secrete a hormone called melatonin, which makes us drowsy. It doesn't make us fall asleep, it makes us drowsy. Best way to think about melatonin, Usain Bolt's about to run a 100 meter race. The act of running a 100 meter race is sleep. When the referee goes, right boys, get ready to go, that's melatonin. It's prepping you for that situation. So at night time, if we can reduce screen time, again, when we're winding down, reduce screen time, you're good to go because you're not giving yourself that, um, that light exposure so your body can continue to make melatonin. Combine that with hella adenosine, bish bash bosh, you're asleep. Blue light blocking glasses can be helpful if you do have to look at a screen or a laptop late at night. If not, you can get like a, a, an orange filter on your phone. Um, I'm not sure the name is more. I know iPhones, you can get them done on the phone itself in settings. If not, you can get an app for it. Same with laptops. Um, as well as that, try cut out any food or drink two hours before bed just because we don't be focusing on digestion. That could make kind of t- tired and wired feeling. And that should be good to go for sleep. Um, so yeah. Try get to sleep 15 minutes earlier. Wake up aligned with that till you're back to normal. Wind down before you go to bed. Be very active and kind of get some daylight exposure throughout the day. And uh, we should start seeing improvements. Again, if there's anything there I didn't touch on, email me, danreespersonaltraining at gmail.com. Get in touch at coachbydan.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram, coachedbydan at coachbydan. Now, anxiety and stress. These are two things I'm not going to touch on from a very kind of psychologist point of view because, again, that's outside my scope of practice. But how can we deal with anxiety and what is it? So anxiety is essentially worrying about something that hasn't happened yet, okay? So, example. I'm worried tomorrow that I'm not going to be able to swim because the weather's going to be so bad, it won't let me swim. It hasn't happened yet, so why worry about it? Same thing with, same thing with this here. There's always going to be anxiety. Going back to, well, again, what is normal? We're always going to have anxiety going back to some of normality now. Because, again, you've gotten such a nice routine going now that going back to change is going to be quite hard to get used to. Think back to the first week. Think back to, I think it was a Thursday night where Leo came out and was like, yeah, boys, two kilometers, stay at home, don't see anyone, everything's closed, adios, farewell. How fucking terrified were you when he said that? I was shitting it. I remember getting an email from work being like, yo boys, the gym's closed. That was terrifying. I was kind of shitting a brick. Um, see, like, think of where you were. Like, the best, the, thing, the best way of dealing with this kind of stuff from a personal point of view is think about a position where you were like this beforehand. Mine was when I got the email from the gym saying they were closing down for the time being. And when Leo commented, said, yeah boys, two kilometers, chill at home, lockdown time. Wasn't a fun time. Um... But when we look back to that, think about how easy, how kind of quickly you got out, got back into routine then. Like, it took me about two, a week and a half, two weeks. I focused purely online. It's allowed me, if I look at the positives, it allowed me to place a lot more emphasis on coaching online. And I've you know, allowed myself to develop massively as a coach, as a business, and help a lot more people along the way. And I've helped clients get some incredible, incredible results. If you go onto coachbetton.com and go into the testimonial section, you'll see a massive list of everyone I've helped um, who's obviously given me their consent to share their story and their pictures. And some of them are incredible. And the ones two or three towards the end have been done purely on lockdown, which is very, very cool. So 
when you look in that sense, you know, you were quite anxious coming into lockdown. But now you're not fine, but you may be a bit stressed out, but you've adapted. It's going to be the same when you go back into it. You know, first week, I know myself, I'm quite anxious to go back to it too. My online coaching has, you know, it's gotten a bit busier over the time of me in lockdown. This isn't me boasting that I've more, I'm busier online. This is me purely saying, like, I have become busy because I put more time into coaching online during lockdown. I've improved my service, what clients get, the resources they get to learn from, my quality as a coach, what I've invested into myself to improve my coaching has gone, increased tenfold during lockdown. And so when it goes back to the gym, like, again, this is me boasting, but I'm quite a busy PT in the gym. I generally have my diary quite full. And then it's quite daunting and kind of anxiety-ridden having both these things quite busy going back. It's a horrible fucking problem, isn't it? No, when you're so busy with work that you just, oh, you can't deal with it all. I know. Um, that's what I'm worried about. I don't know how I'm going to deal with it with clients in the gym and hours, that kind of way. So I'm going to kind of deal with it as it comes. But all I know is that, and this is the simplest piece of advice you can give someone, it is going to be all right. If you're stressing about something now, ask yourself, in a week's time, in a month's time, in a year, in five years' time, will this still be stressing me out? If the answer is no, don't worry about it. It's more than likely not something worth your while feeling anxious or stressing about. It's easier said than done to not stress or be anxious about something, but it's a nice starting point. Personally, I've adapted quite well to lockdown. I would happen not happily, but I, I could if if Leo came in and said, Yeah boys, another month, let's stay under wraps, I'd be like, Cool, I can manage this. Um but I know going out of it is gonna be quite stressful too. So all I did to do is again, as similar as the advice is, it's going to be alright. There's gonna be a week or two where you're trying to find your feet, but once you find that routine, you'll be back to normal. And that's all I want to tell you in that. I'm not gonna talk about anxiety and stress, I'm not gonna go outside my kind of skill practice, but look at how you perceive it. I could have perceived lockdown as I've lost a lot of my income from not coaching in the gym. I'm not sure how much how much I earn as a PT monthly, but I lost a bit of income. I had to focus on online. But as a result, I could put a lot more effort into online coaching. My clients got a hell of a lot more out of it. Those who came on to me, those few who came, those you know, clients that started with me as a result of pan- the pandemic have gotten incredible results and have gotten a brand new coach who... Not as in to them, but in myself, I'm a brand new coach because what I'm offering now is just far better than what it was prior to lockdown. Hopefully my clients have seen that, and I think I've definitely seen it as well. Um, And that kind of has me feeling a lot less stressed, knowing that a new challenge is good. And we want to embrace challenges. And there's a great book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it's it's the book that you read when you start reading. Um, And there's a line in it that goes, happiness is found in struggles. Don't ask what you want, but ask what kind of pain do you want and what is worth struggling for. For example, everyone wants a good physique, but those who achieve one learn to love the struggle of training, changing their diet, and learn to love the struggle. You, know, you can't win if you don't play. I think that bit there, you can't win if you don't play, is key here. Embrace the struggles, embrace the stress that's going to be a result of coming to, again, quote unquote normality. You know, it's, it's going to be a big payoff. Like think about something as simple as developing muscle tissue. We train, we stress our body out and we adapt to that stressor. Embrace stress and embrace pain. That's what we adapt to. And we adapt to it, we come back better and stronger. And that's what you, I want you to kind of go into this change with. You know, we can get stressed out and anxious down to our perception of something. If we can change our perception, 
then you know we're not going to have nearly as much issue going into it so embrace the struggles embrace the suffering because that's when the good shit happens now let's talk about gym's opening I've talked about the weather um, in Dublin right now. It's actually started raining heavily since recording this podcast. I was planning on going for a swim after this, so maybe postpone that for a little bit. Um, <laughs> talk about sleep, talk about nutrition, dealing with anxiety and stress and how to perceive it. Um, so yeah, and again, like I've given myself the odd plug in this podcast and I will always give myself the odd plug because I know it is a service that will benefit you enormously but if you do need help if you've been struggling with this before lockdown and you feel like going back after lockdown is going to be is going to be easier you know i don't want to be the bearer of bad news but i got to kind of be a bit realistic here nothing's changed in that sense if anything it's going to be quite a little bit tougher i'm here to help and i want to help if you would like to inquire about any online coaching with myself that i urge you to do if you're even considering it if you've ever opened an email of mine and clicked the link but not followed through if you thought about DMing me, but close the DM. If that fear of starting has just stopped you from getting in touch, this is me saying I understand, but don't let fear dictate your decisions. Get in touch. www.coachedbydan.com Shoot me a DM on Instagram at coachedbydan or email me at danreesepersonaltraining at gmail.com and I will happily ring you up, chat about your goals and see how online coaching can help you. Guys, I want to say a massive, massive thank you for your listening to this entire podcast. Um, I'm really enjoying these kind of solo podcasts. They're a good bit of fun. Um, it's a bit of crack. Like it's it's so like I said towards the start, it's very therapeutic from my end. Do you know? I'm just sitting in my room, um, hood up again, very cozy hoodie, um, just chilling out. My preparation for this was about half an hour prior to recording this podcast, writing notes down, um, listening to some music. And it's very nice and it's very calming. Um, I put on Instagram a few days ago that I was going to be doing a few more solo podcasts over the next few weeks because I am working on bringing on some big names to the podcast. Those I do not want to leak just yet because I've not got any confirmation. But I have emailed a few people that, if confirmed, to come on the podcast, I will be letting you know as soon as I can. If you do not hear back from me in terms of these big guests then you've kind of gathered I failed to get them on the podcast again keep in mind these people are quite big this is a relatively small podcast so I wouldn't be surprised but hopefully I get some cool people on and I'll let you guys know as soon as I do okay so thank you so much for tuning into episode 16 of the coach but podcast if you have any questions on anything I discussed within this episode please get in touch again three ways you can touch me instagram at coached by dan Email danreespersonaltraining at gmail.com or make an inquiry for online coaching at www.coachedbydan.com. Again, drinking game. How many times has Dan plugged his website, his Instagram, or his email? Take a shot. Um, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, stay safe. Keep your damn distance. Don't spit in people. Um, get ready for gym time. If you know someone who will benefit from this podcast, don't be afraid to kind of shoot their way. And I will catch you all next Friday. Adios.